0: This episode is supported by EarnIn. Life doesn't happen bi weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 149. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 149. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. I'm kind of excited about this episode today because it's something I wanted to talk about for a while. I might get a little fired up, which is kind of funny. Like I might get really angry about apologies in this episode. (laughs) I might get a little hostile about the use of the word sorry. So here's the reason. Women tend to over-apologize to the point that it is ridiculous and laughable and completely inauthentic, and it has to be stopped. It has to be stopped because every time you apologize inappropriately, you are minimizing yourself and you are shrinking It also has to be stopped because you're taking away the power of a true apology. It also has to be stopped because you are teaching your children to apologize for taking up space. You are modeling to your children that you should apologize in order to make yourself look smaller and make yourself look unimportant. You're teaching your children that an apology isn't really worth that much. And you're teaching your children that they should apologize for things when they've really done nothing wrong. That's not okay. So I'm pretty passionate about this issue. And I have to say, for me, it started probably, gosh, it probably started 10 years ago. I definitely feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about this more recently. But for me, this started 10 years ago when I was doing one-on-one personal training and I had a client who I saw two days a week and every single session she would come in late And every single session, she would apologize for being late. And that apology had no meaning. And over time, her apologies made me very bitter because I was like, you know, if you don't want to waste my time, then just don't waste my time. Don't apologize for it. Because when you apologize like 47 meetings in a row it doesn't mean anything. It just makes me angry. (laughs) And So she would come in and apologize and I would just like blow it off. And this got really annoying over time. And I finally said to her at one point, I was like, you don't need to apologize. And really, like she didn't need to apologize because I was making money when she didn't show up. Like if she was 20 minutes late, I didn't stay 20 minutes late to make up for that time. So I got paid either way. So instead of apologizing, she could have said like, thank you for waiting. I appreciate your patience, something along those lines. That would have felt so different to me to be able to receive that than an empty apology that I got every single session meant nothing to me except for that it felt just rude after a while. Like saying sorry actually felt a lot more rude than showing up late. So that's where this started for me. I've definitely noticed over time with working with a lot of women, being a woman myself, being around a lot of women, and being someone who is definitely very conscientious or tries to be very conscientious of my words and my choices and my behavior toward other people, I am someone who can easily start to over-apologize. So a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today is stuff that I've caught myself doing. So don't think I'm just sitting around judging. On the flip side of that, there's also some judgment here because I do hear other women doing these things and it makes me crazy. What's funny though is I often when I hear other women doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, do I do that? And then I think I think I do. Like, I think I do do that. So it's interesting. And this is something I've definitely noticed in adulthood that oftentimes the easiest way for me to make a quick behavior change is to see someone else doing the thing that I never want to catch myself doing. And when I worked at my old hospital job at the psychiatric hospital, there was one of my coworkers and sometimes she would get this tone of voice with the kids and I would think, oh my gosh, I never want to sound like that. Like she just sounded rude and snappy and short. And I thought, I never want to sound like that. And so I was always really conscious of my tone of voice around the kids. And that's how I've gotten with this apology topic. When I hear other people apologizing, it makes me really check myself. And I think, oh, wow, do I do that sometimes? Do I sound like that? Do I apologize at that inappropriate moment in situations similar to that? So a lot of it is me catching myself as well. But I see women apologize all the time. And the things that we're apologizing for are so inappropriate It's a little dumbfounding to me. So I'll use the example of recently meeting someone for dinner, which I think I actually mentioned on the show, but meeting someone for dinner and they sat down for the dinner and within a couple of minutes of sitting down, they had to get up and use the restroom and they apologize. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to be rude, but I have to go to the bathroom really quick. How is that rude to go pee? That's not rude. That is you taking care of a basic human need. That's not rude and that's not something you need to apologize for. You can just say, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom or I'll I'll be right back, like hang tight, grab yourself a drink, like whatever. I'll be back in a minute. Think about the words that you're using and the impact that they have. You should never apologize for peeing. Like That just sounds so funny, right? And so weird and inappropriate. So, really think about the words that you're using and when you're using them, because your words have impact if you choose them well. And you want your words to have impact. So, you don't want to be apologizing so much so that when you actually are truly sorry for something, it's meaningless because you apologize for everything all the time. So, really thinking about that. I'm going to go through a list of things to stop apologizing for. Then, I'm going to talk about how you can use gratitude in place of an apology so that you actually are using words that people might be a little more receptive to that are also a lot more appropriate than an apology and then i'm going to talk a little bit about kids and apologies so those are kind of the three things we're going to cover here so with stopping apologizing the first one's a big one the first one's my favorite stop apologizing for taking up space this is a big one for women because we are constantly aware of how much space we take up and we're constantly trying to shrink. So when you get in an elevator and you're the last one to get in the crowded elevator, it's super common to apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you think you could squeeze me in? Sorry, sorry, sorry. As you like work your way in with like maybe your handbag bumping people or whatever. Don't say sorry. Just say excuse me it's public space. You have the same right to it as the other people in the elevator. Same thing goes for like being on public transportation. Don't apologize for like the space you take up in your seat or the space you take up while you're standing there holding the pole. Same thing waiting in a line. Don't apologize for the space you take up waiting in line. Even if it's you and your four kids in line and it's chaos and it's pandemonium, like still no need to apologize. You could say to everyone like, thanks for being patient with the chaos here. You know, you can make light of it, but like you don't need to apologize for the space that you or your family takes up in a public Space. That's totally inappropriate. That's not a good use of an apology. And it doesn't mean anything to the person receiving it. You could say, excuse me. Like that would be appropriate. That would be something that lets people know that you're aware, maybe, that you have bumped them or you're aware of, you know, that they're making an accommodation for you within a shared space. And that's okay. Like it's okay to acknowledge that someone's making an accommodation for you and to be grateful for that or say something about it. That's a polite thing to do, but it doesn't need to be an apology. Okay, next stop apologizing for asking for something that you need. Sorry, can you pass me the salt? What? No! Or going into someone's office. Hey, sorry, can I talk to you for a minute? No, don't be sorry. Hey, sorry, could you bring me a menu? Like that's the person's job. If there is someone in a restaurant bringing you a menu, that's their job, right? So instead you can say, walk into someone's office. Hey, may I talk to you for a minute? Or hey, Can you please pass the salt? Like you just ask for what you need. You don't have to say sorry first because there's nothing wrong with having a need and asking someone to support you in getting that need met. And then when they say yes, you say thank you. Like that's the appropriate social construct, right? Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And it's funny, when you hear me saying this, you're probably like, yeah, totally, obviously. Like, it sounds funny. We don't have to talk about this. But I'm telling you, you probably do these things and don't even realize it. Or you are around people who do it. And the next time you go out, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that person just said sorry before they asked for the salt. (laughs) And you're going to be super annoyed. The next thing Stop apologizing for asking for what you deserve. So a really great way to show, to minimize yourself before asking for a raise is saying that you're sorry. Like, I'm really sorry, but I just think I've been working really hard and I was wondering maybe... Could I be considered for a raise? Like, no, go in and talk about your value without ever apologizing. Because if you go in with an apology, if you lead with an apology, the first thing you've done is made yourself small to the person you're apologizing to. So the you've done the opposite of making yourself powerful and capable and strong. You've made yourself small. And then you're making a request for something that is about you being powerful and strong. You can't go in and say, I'm sorry, and make yourself really little And then argue that you actually deserve something for being supportive and powerful in the workplace. Same thing when asking for a promotion or asking for time off. Like, oh, I'm sorry, could I maybe take Friday vacation? If you go in and say, hey, I've gotten all my stuff done for this week or like I have everything set up and I have this thing coming up on Friday, so would it be Okay that sounds so much more confident and assertive. If you can be confident and assertive, you're way more likely to get what you want than this like tiptoeing around. When you tiptoe around things, you sound weak and it makes everything way more negotiable. When you sound weak, your boss or anyone who you're negotiating with is going to be like, oh, well, I mean, they kind of want this thing, but they obviously don't think that they deserve it that much. So like we can play ball with this a little bit versus like, hey, I got my work done, or I have everything set in place, so everything will be done, and I need to be somewhere else on Friday. So I'll be taking the day off. No one's gonna question that. There's not gonna be any like bargaining around the whole thing. It's just like, oh, okay, great. Thanks for getting everything covered. Thanks for making sure that the office is taken care of. Like, go enjoy your day. So, no need to apologize. You also don't need to apologize for scheduling time away from your family. So, if when I have a weekend coming up, if I'm gonna be gone for a conference or a girls' weekend or whatever, I don't apologize to my husband first because you can be damn sure that husbands do not apologize before they take time away from the family. Like no dudes are like, oh, mm, sorry, but do you mind if I go play golf? They're just like, yes, I'm going to play golf on Saturday. Like there's never an apology leading up to that. So I don't apologize before I'm going to go somewhere. I'll definitely check. Like I will be respectful about the situation. Check the date, say, hey, the weekend of X, Y, Z Would it be okay if I'm gone or does this work with your schedule? Can we make this work somehow? Can we look at, you know, different options for this? So you can still like negotiate the whole thing, be respectful about the whole thing, have appropriate boundaries, but you don't need to apologize first. You don't need to, again, because you're apologizing for something in that situation, for something that you need or something that you deserve. So the apology is not necessary and it's not appropriate. The other thing is apologizing in asking your husband or your partner to quote unquote babysit. So two things here. First of all, if you have a child with someone, when they take care of that child they're parenting, they're not babysitting. Don't ever use the word babysit with a parent because they're actually like the parent of the child. So that's their job just as much as it's your job. So first of all, you don't ever need to ask them to babysit. And second of all, you don't ever need to apologize for that. You just ask. You just ask again to have your needs met or to ask for something that you deserve because you have equal roles here right and it might be that you don't have equal roles but this is how you can start to assert yourself into having more equal roles because if you don't have equal roles look at why that is that's an important thing to think about and consider and there might be valid reasons it might be an agreement that you have worked out that like you know maybe your husband has crazy work hours and so you have talked about in advance that like these are kind of the roles within the family and who's responsible for what so it might be that you need to ask your child to support you with extra child care in a situation It's still not babysitting if it's parenting and there's still no need to apologize for it. You just have a conversation about it. The fourth thing to stop apologizing for is not replying to an email or a text or a phone call immediately. You are under no obligation to be on call around the clock unless you made it that way. So don't make it that way. You are a big girl. Manage your time and your priorities and have appropriate boundaries around your availability. So when you go to reply to an email, whether it's been two hours or two days, you don't ever need to say sorry for the delay. Instead, if it feels like it's been longer than it should have been, check yourself first and say like, okay, if it's been two hours, you don't need to apologize because that's a reasonable amount of time. And actually response times to emails are getting to be longer and longer and it's getting to be appropriate for them to be longer and longer. So I actually now get a lot of auto replies from people who are like, I check email every 48 hours or I check email every 72 hours. So obviously in certain professions, in certain capacities, that's not going to be appropriate, but a two hour delay, nothing to apologize for. So be really careful with how you use apologies around those kinds of things and how you set up boundaries because if you apologize for taking two hours to reply to a text or an email or a phone call, the expectation that you're putting on yourself and what you're telling everyone else is that much and my time's not worth that much so I should just be available to everyone all the time. If someone came to you and said that, You would tell them they're ridiculous, right? You would tell them they're worth more than that, that their time is worth more than that, and that that's not an appropriate boundary. So don't have that expectation of yourself. Set boundaries around your time. Set boundaries around time frames. Don't reply. Even if you see a text or an email come in, and especially if it's like in a work situation, purposefully don't reply right away. Or use Boomerang if you don't like to have things sitting in your inbox. Use the Boomerang app through Google And you can reply immediately, but schedule the email to be sent a few hours later or the next day so that you're training people that you will be getting back to them within a reasonable amount of time, but it's never immediate. Now, of course, again, there's going to be exceptions. Like if your spouse emails you about like something that's imminent and you don't reply for many hours, like that's obviously a little bit different. But just think about like kind of more boundaries around other kinds of relationships. And also instead of saying sorry for the delay, if you feel like you need to say something, you can say thank you for your patience. So thank you for your patience with this email, thank you for your patience waiting for my return phone call, whatever. The fifth thing to stop apologizing for. Stop apologizing for thinking or pausing while talking. So for example, if I were to use this sentence, the major issue with this problem is that we don't yet know the impact of the fossil fuels on the blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's the sentence that I'm using as this example, kind of a sciencey thing, right? Throw some fossil fuels in there. So when you use the sorry, sorry in the middle, like it's not your fault. If you need a minute to think, if you can't find the right words, if you're formulating like the words in the right order, what have you. So instead you can just say the major issue here is pause while you collect yourself that we don't yet know the impact and then you just let the words come out as they come and it might be slowly, it might be fast, whatever the situation is, or maybe you're like having to reference something on your phone or your computer or whatever really quick, but just like let it out as you are able to because you are a human being. So sometimes we need a minute to think, sometimes we need to look something up for reference, like those are just human things, it's okay, you don't need to apologize for them, So really think about how you are using those pauses, how you use your own thought process as you're speaking, and be really careful about where you insert those just random little sorries. So a few ways to use gratitude in place of an apology. I'm just going to give you some specific one-liners here that you might use really commonly. So instead of sorry, I'm late, say thank you for waiting for me. Instead of, sorry, I'm not making sense, if you're like having a conversation, you're trying to explain something, it's getting a little convoluted, you can say, thank you for listening, thank you for understanding. If you're having a rough day and you need to vent to someone about it and then you feel like you've monopolized their time, instead of saying, sorry, I'm such a drag today, sorry to bring you down, sorry to bring you in my drama, say, thank you for spending time with me, thank you for hearing me out, thank you for letting me vent be appreciative, use gratitude, that actually means so much to the person receiving it. When you apologize, it's actually awkward and uncomfortable for the receiver when you apologize for being you, when you apologize for like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm such a downer, or like I'm going through this divorce and it's all I ever talk about. It's weird for the person on the other end to receive that because it's uncomfortable because your friend on the other end wants to be there for you and wants to be supportive. So when you apologize for where you're at, it's just kind of weird If you were to be appreciative and grateful, then the friend can be like, oh my gosh, like I'm so happy I could be here for you. And like, it is my honor to support you through this. I know it's so hard. You can have this like really compassionate, empathetic conversation instead of this weird like, I'm so sorry. And oh, you're fine. It's okay. Like it's not a good positive human interaction or not nearly as positive and appropriate and impactful as being appreciative. Another one, sorry, I'm just rambling. Instead, you can say thank you for listening. Another one, this is one you might hear kids saying, sorry, I'm a disappointment. Sorry, I'm such a disappointment. Sorry, I can never do anything right. Those kinds of things, right? Which maybe you say this to, these are kind of like heat of the moment kinds of things that you might say to a partner, that a kid might say to you. Instead, you can say, thank you for having hope in me or thank you for having patience. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for spending time, whatever. Like thank you for whatever might be appropriate in that situation. Don't apologize for the way that you exist today, or any day. You never have to apologize for how you're existing in a certain circumstance. Instead, be appreciative to others for supporting you and loving you. That is so different. And that is such a different dynamic in the relationship and in the exchange that it will really allow a relationship to grow and be more deeply rooted rather than just you always apologizing and the other person being like, oh, no, it's okay. It's fine. Like, you can just hear in that how much less authentic that is and how much less grounded that is and how much meaningful that is. So when you can express gratitude or appreciation, then the other person can feel appreciated and they feel seen. You both feel seen in the exchange and then it's like, all the love juices flowing where you're just like, oh, yes, and like, I just love supporting you and I love to be here for you. And you as the person who has been, you know, bitching and moaning, you're like, I just love having you as a friend. And then it's like a big love fest, which is so much better and so much more powerful for a relationship. So really, this is about relating and no matter how you're existing on any given day. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. So let's talk a little bit about apologies and kids. So to recap, chronic apologizing minimizes your worth to others and to you. It impacts your self-image and it makes you perceive yourself as weak and submissive. And other people are likely to treat you as weak and submissive as a result. Chronic apologizing dilutes the power of a true apology when you actually need to make one. So save the word so that it actually has impact and that it actually has meaning. So I'm not saying you should never apologize. I'm saying that you should know when to apologize. So some times when you should apologize, apologize if you've hurt someone's feelings. Apologize if you've made a mistake that impacts others. If you've made a mistake that just impacts you, you don't need to apologize for it. Like if you parked the car somewhere and got a parking ticket, you don't need to apologize to the officer. I've done this before, by the way, like as he's writing the ticket, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Like what? The city's making money on me like they are loving this. No need to apologize for my own mistake that only impacts me and like three minutes of the officer's time while he's reaching some sort of ticket quota. So only apologize if you made a mistake that impacts others in a negative way. And then also, of course, if you've hurt someone's feelings or hurt someone. So there's definitely a time and a place for an apology, but it's not all the time every day as just a random word insertion in a sentence because you need to fill up some space or you feel uncomfortable. Also, let's touch on the piece with children, modeling apologizing for children. Make apologies that matter, not just ones that wait space so that when your kids are starting to understand what apologizing is about, they are seeing how you do it. I actually read a really great excerpt and I can't remember if it was in a book or an article once that was talking about parents arguing in front of kids and they actually said that it's really good for kids to see their parents argue and to see resolution at the end of it. So arguing is not a bad thing for your kids to witness. Like obviously there's some specifics about that that you know, you want to make sure that like you're arguing in a safe and an appropriate way, but like for your kids to see that you are disagreeing about something is not bad. But how they see you make up is really important. So look at that. Like, are you throwing meaningless apologies around when you're trying to get through an argument with a spouse? You're in the car, you're just super annoying. You're like, fine, sorry, whatever. That's not a good way to model apologizing because you want your kids to understand what that means to apologize. So you don't want to be using empty apologies and just throwing it out there and not just taking up space with these apologies, right? And again, women are more likely to do that than men. So do you want your kids seeing you being and allowing yourself to be weak and submissive in a conversation. So talk things out for sure. Get to the bottom of things, like wrap things up. Sometimes you are going to have to just like kind of let a conversation go and you're going to be annoyed, but you don't have to throw an empty apology into it. You can say like, okay, fine. Like I see where you're coming from. Let's just move on. That's a lot different. And your child's going to understand something very different from that conversation and just that those few words than a random like, yeah, sorry. Okay, whatever. There's a huge difference in communication there. So be careful, I know that's hard in the heat of the moment. Another piece about modeling apologizing for children is don't make kids apologize before they've developed empathy. So this is a big one. I mean, we make two-year-olds apologize for hitting other kids on the playground. A two-year-old doesn't understand that hitting someone hurts them, nor do they understand that sorry has any meaning to it or any sort of context. So you're asking them to do something that is totally meaningless you're asking them to do something that is so developmentally inappropriate, when we make our kids apologize to other kids when they're really little, it's about our own egos. We do that because we don't want to look like the bad parent for not having our kid apologize. So be aware as your kids are especially in that like two to five range before they have empathy. And I honestly don't know when empathy really starts. My son is almost five and I can definitely say it has not started yet. So but he's starting to like there's definitely pieces of it where I'm starting to see some glimmers of hope that he's not just a sociopath and that maybe one day he will be routinely empathetic. So I'm hopeful, but especially in the like early like two to four range, making them apologize means nothing. And you're actually training them to lie because you're training them to kind of like negate their feelings and just be like, okay, I guess we just say this word that doesn't really mean anything or that it's like the opposite of how I'm really feeling. So you're teaching them to lie. If you teach them to ask people if they're okay, that's actually a more appropriate interaction. So your kid hits someone on the playground, you make your kid go over and ask if they're okay. That's training empathy. So training empathy is actually a lot more powerful than training apologizing. Training apologizing... First of all, it's totally meaningless to them. It's not going to be effective or impactful. It's not going to actually teach them to like change their behavior or care that they hurt someone. So you're actually doing some damage on some level with teaching them to use the word in an inappropriate context. But if you teach them to ask other kids if they're okay, then you're training empathy. And then also always talking the issue through later. So even if you can't in the moment, like have them go over and ask if the other kid's okay, or maybe they refuse to do that or whatever. You can wait and talk the issue through later and have that talk to them about like, you know, how does that make you feel? And what were you thinking in that moment? And a lot of times with, you know, three and four and five year olds, it's like their feelings were hurt in the situation. So they wouldn't hurt someone else or whatever. Like they can't identify it in the moment. So you kind of have to like dig around after the fact. But you want to just be careful about how you're training apologies because you don't want to be modeling inappropriate apologies. And you also don't want to be training inappropriate apologies. Because again, you want to be training and modeling those really sincere, authentic, genuine conversations and connections. So asking someone if they're okay and seeing what they say back, having a conversation about, I shouldn't have pushed you, you know, did I hurt your leg or I shouldn't have kicked you or I shouldn't have taken the toy from you or here, do you want to use my toy instead? So using something that's a lot more powerful than one word is going to be much more impactful in the long run. And the same thing when you're modeling apologies and you're modeling conversation and connection having conversation that's more thorough than just an empty apology or an apology just to kind of take up, you know, just waste space or even your kids seeing you constantly apologizing for being late, which isn't necessarily like that same apology that I used earlier, where you're just trying to get through an argument and you're like, yeah, sure. Sorry, whatever, husband, you're just annoying me. But an apology where every time you go into an appointment and you're like, oh, sorry, we're late. Sorry, we're late. Sorry, we're late. Again, you're teaching your child this inauthentic an inappropriate use of what an apology really is. So you really do you want to save it for like, wow, mommy really made a mistake and mommy needs to apologize. Like that's not when you're 5 minutes late for a doctor's appointment. That's when like mommy hurt someone's feelings or mommy made a mistake that damaged someone else or was damaging to a situation. So that's where you want to be using that apology. So, there we have it. Rant over. I feel like that was such a big rant. I feel so much better now. I hope you all feel better now. (laughs) I hope that you're probably all thinking of people you wanna send this episode to, to be like, oh my gosh, there's all these people I know who just apologize all the time and they really need to hear this. So you can definitely share this episode out. You can go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 149 to share this episode. And also, if this is your first time listening to the show, maybe someone shared this with you, know that we do have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So please come back in a couple days and join us again for a fantastic interview with an amazing guest. I'm very excited. I always love our interview and episodes. And please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. When you subscribe to the show, it means that all new episodes are downloaded to your device immediately so that you can get them as soon as they're released. You don't ever have to wait around and you don't ever have to go searching for an episode. And you can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and click on the subscribe button. While you're there, please leave a review. My reviews are my ratings. It is also how I get feedback on the show and it helps me know what you love, what you would love to see improved, other things you'd like to see me try on the show. So those reviews really do mean a lot to me. That is how I have a good understanding of how you're perceiving the show. Like it's really my only way to get feedback and it means the world to me to get reviews reading your words makes my day. So I really, really appreciate, even if you just take the time to write one sentence and let me know how the show is impactful to you, it really means a lot. So again, you can do all that over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the day. And I hope no matter what you do today, you don't apologize for anything inappropriate. And also whatever you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.